Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Kalipi Olson, race director for the Koalmana Hard Enduro in Oahu, round two of the AMA West Hard Enduro series. Expect to learn what is in store at this year's race, from course details to racing format. The challenging terrain and rightfully dubbed Hawaiian ice provides racers with unique experience and is a true test for all those willing to put it out on the line. Enduro Method is an online strength and conditioning program built for those who ride by those who ride. We are professional coaches dedicated to building the best and most revolutionary off and on the bike training for dirt bikers around. Enduro Method offers a monthly subscription which gives you access to our ongoing current training program. By subscribing to Enduro Method, you receive our Iron Track, which is for those who have a gym or gym equipment and our gravity track for those with minimal to no equipment. We design our training for riders who want to keep their general physical preparedness in top form year round. If you are interested in joining the monthly Enduro Method training subscription, we are offering a special discount for our podcast listeners. Use discount code EMPODCAST23 in all caps for 50% off your first month of training. See the show notes where you can find discount codes and a link for more information and to sign up for Enduro Method. And now, on to the show. Two big weekends, right? Um, coming up this Saturday, February 24th, you got the Ultimate Hawaiian Hard Enduro, and then the following weekend, the Hard Enduro that's on the um, U.S. Series. So what's the exhibition weekend all about? Exhibition, yeah, the guys out in Kauai the ultimate Hawaiian hard and throw. So that's pretty cool for them to, to get, um, I guess the mainland exposure now and get a few of the pros out there and checking things out. Um, I think they're running a different format than they typically do. I mean, normally they'll do like that standard, like Hawaiian style heron hound. Um, I believe they're doing like a two lap thing. And then like the last lap is something new, something kind of harder for everybody. Um, I could be wrong, but that's like the last thing I did here. Um, they've been, Oh man, they've been at it. They've been working super hard. They already had like a, a pretty decent Enduro cross course out there. And I seen a couple of videos that they kind of beefed that thing up quite a bit for this event, um, which is pretty cool, which is going to be nice too. Cause they, they, they'll get to leave that up and guys will get to ride it for forever now and then also every labor day they do a big event so they'll get to probably beef it up again but they'll get to use that course uh, more out uh, from in the future nice and was this just another way to get more more racing in kind of close together yeah i think so you know like the the big idea i kind of always had with like bringing like the series here or like the mainland racers here or the industry here um was to kind of try to unite all the islands i never really wanted anything where it's like specific to one island um i'm on oahu so it had to come here first but to kind of share it with everybody so each island can kind of showcase who they got um ultimately i wouldn't mind trying to get like a like a triple crown thing going between the three islands where we we compete against each other and then in the end maybe we can finish it off with like the series coming here and whichever island it's on, um, that's where you'll crown the, the Hawaiian triple crown champ, which, right. which would be kind of cool. So small little step right now with the two islands. Um, 
it's not the ultimate goal isn't to compete against each other it's to just bring us all together that's that's how i i like to to view it but little little island competitive nature to it too would be kind of cool yeah nice and it definitely gives the people that are coming over um you know gives them another opportunity to get over there and spend more time on the bike yeah yeah we, we got different terrain out here i mean we didn't ever realize that until with the more exposure of getting more people coming out here the hawaiian ice is it's now being called it's being referred to yeah um i guess it's uh it's like i want to say it's like the proving ground like we have a pipeline out here for the surf spot and that's like the proving grounds for surfing if you can't make it at pipe you can't make it anywhere so i, I want to think that for hard enduro hawaii is the the uh proving grounds if you want to be a hard enduro router you got to come out here <laughs> nice so walk us through the march 2nd march 2nd yeah cool mauna hard enduro we kind of changed up the name a little bit we're still part of the enduro fest thing so they'll blanket the two races um i'm not doing a lap thing this year i'm going into the traditional heron hound hawaiian style um so the a lot of guys are questioning me so maybe i'll do a little mini like writers meeting through this through the podcast right now but the first loop or the first clover uh it's the a and b riders and pros um they'll start together and you'll follow your designated ribbon color then you'll split so the, the B riders and the C class will split off into their own little section and the A class and the pros will split off into their own section to be a little bit harder. Um, it'll rejoin back to common course. It'll do that several different times. Uh, and then they'll head back into the, the gas check mechanics area. You can fuel up, gas up, you know, say hi to your family. Um, when you leave for that second loop, the second clover, you're not splitting anymore. Everybody's just in for it. So if you're a if you're a B rider, you're gonna you're gonna get your money's worth for this one. But uh, it'll it'll start off tame for them, for the B guys, and it'll it'll ramp up pretty good. But you got to be ready for that one. <laughs> it, it'll be a, a it'll get a little more challenging for the the, the top A's and the pros. They're going to have a lot of fun through it. It'll it'll kind of beat them down a bit. And then we'll move into the third loop. That's where a lot of the, the new, brand new sections we made, brand new courses we made. Um, it's the new one we got called Bazooka. And I I personally designed that one myself. Um, I don't know how I came up with that that layout. I know Josh Shecker is out here. He got to see it. There's a little bit of video he, he's got still that he's going to post with it. Um, but that, that section, I think in total, is probably a mile long. It'll, I think it'll take some guys two hours to get through that. <laughs> um, just switch backs off cambers, big gnarly rocks. You got to get over some brutal, uh, foot brake side off cambers, some walk down downhills spits you out at the end right into about a quarter mile long riverbed and it's all slippery just that hawaiian style nastiness you'll use a little pig trail 
you get out of that we'll put you into a new hill climb that we cut called bad orange and for the Kauai boys the way i describe it is it looks just like satterfield's gut is a trail they call i kind of compare it to satterfield's gut out there in on Omao. so the Kauai boys will will probably enjoy that hill climb that's that's the best comparison you know a lot of the oahu boys that made it that far in those races know what that that looks like and then uh if you can get through all that that third loop you you'll be all right you'll you'll struggle along still but you should be able to should be able to finish as long as you can make it through the last cutoff point which isn't too far away what is what's the total mileage for the four loops and then what's kind of the individual mileage on each one man that's the hard part like i didn't ever get to um run the whole course yet um i got a couple different guys out there um manning their own their own loops um i kind of oversee it all gave the direction of like this is where it has to go you guys can find everything in between and clean it so that first loop is my dad and um this new guy out there that's helping me he's been around for a long time this guy magic martin to help me a lot so i got a good little loop going i don't have the exact mileage on that if i was to guess uh maybe five miles maybe i'd say um second loop i got this guy we call sprocket man jeremy millknuckle He's covering the second loop pretty good. He's an old old timer. Not he's not old, but he's one of the old timers. He's been cutting heron hounds out there um, since about 1994. And the club that he was a part of, Kamoi Omakaha, um, put on a lot of our races that that were pretty brutal. They usually only get about five finishers or so. Um, and then the third loop is myself and a bunch of guys who would randomly jump in on, on weekends. So I, I would put maybe total mileage for the whole event, 20 miles, maybe a little less. It's a ballpark. I'm yeah. still trying to get a, a map, little GPS map done out there with Onyx. It's just, it's tough. <laughs> That's all. And then you got a six hour cutoff for that. Yeah, as it sits right now. So I'm going to do a, um, It'll be a six-hour cutoff or until first place crosses the line. So if first place doesn't cross, the race is still going. And everybody gets their chance because I wouldn't want to cut off first place from being able to actually cross the finish line. And then at that point, once he crosses, then we'll we'll start shutting down our checkpoints. Um, the earlier checkpoints will be closed down uh, sooner. So the first checkpoint, I'll, I'll probably close about in about two hours, just because if you're taking two hours to get there, you, you don't really want to see what's coming at you next. It'll be kind of tough. And we don't want to be out till dark rescuing people like it has happened in the past. <laughs> right. So what made you switch to this format this year from last year? Because last year it was more of a knockout style, right? Yeah. Um... It's not anything about like, I mean, last year they kept saying that I, I was downplaying it. And it's really funny because I actually up until last year didn't get to see pros race at their full potential. Like I know the first year we had Enduro Fest out here with Cody and Rich, um, that was the first time I seen pros race, but uh, 
uh, it was exhibition for Cody. So he wasn't at, at a race pace, you know, as, as fast as he could. So the downplaying part of it all was just me not sure if it was hard enough or if it was challenging, if it would, if it would really, you know, work these guys in. So it was supposed to be three laps right during riders meeting. Um, we actually made the decision to cut it down to two and Tristan almost didn't even make the second lap. And I'm, <laughs> it, it, he was almost actually going to time out. So we were getting worried that we wouldn't actually have an official finisher. So we were going to uh, adjust from there just to give an official. And he, he came through in, in Tristan's fashion. <laughs> he pulled through. I think he had about 10 minutes left before it, the, the time expired. So I, I wanted to move into this year because I felt like last year was more of a just I think they burnt themselves out more because of the first day they felt like it was just going to be easy like that so they kind of pushed really hard in the beginning and they just exerted uh, too much energy mm-hmm. so with with the guys coming back this year they have a different mentality of like all right take our time here because it's going to be like this there so I wanted to try drag the event out a little longer in mileage and toughness knowing that they'll have a different mentality um don't make it a lap race make it just just grueling you know relentless right yeah it's definitely got to be a learning curve just to, like you said not seeing what they're doing necessarily especially like at home at your local area mm-hmm. right and trying to put something together that you just you're not quite guessing because you have guys who are amazing riders and doing it all the time, but that's also what they ride all the time. Um, so having all the other right. people come in and get a good mix of folks and then go from there. And that's what you got this year. Yeah. So we'll see what we get this year. Um, there, there's days where I'm like, how are we going to have a finisher? And then there's days where I'm like, yeah, we'll get a bunch of guys to finish. And then, then I'll, digress again like oh we're gonna get any finish how who's gonna get this far you know and then oh it'll be okay (laughs) and i'll talk to like you know this other guy got helping me kai morgan he's like well if you're sending them into this area man you're not gonna get anybody to finish (laughs) and i think about it like okay do we have to cut this part out but we'll see i mean these guys are tough everybody knows what's coming at them so guys been has been on this year. They've been training hard. What? How many um, compared to last year? Sign up wise, how are you looking? Um, I actually didn't. I, I got a a look at the list two days ago. I think we only had about seventy guys, so I think it's less than last year at the same time. Um, I think I think people are getting scared this year, which is odd because in the in the past years prior the high volume of signups were for the races that were harder. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to challenge themselves a little more. So the, the Heron Hounds, that's where you'd get like 300 participants. And then the, the sprint races, you'd get a smaller volume. And that's now changed. I kind of want to say um, more people are wanting to watch, being that there's a little more hype behind it. There's There's pros that are coming out like Cody's coming out this year you know so people not that they're scared of it or anything but they're 
they're more amped to to get to watch what's happening because even in the past nobody hiked to go watch races or watch our races everybody kind of just hung out in the pit area and just waited for you know their dad or or brother or whoever nephew whoever it was to come through and, and help them out and then last year I was out there kind of just checking course and I came up to this one section and there's like 300 people there. I was like, Oh my God, we've never had that before. Yeah. Whereas like I go out to the mainland races and it's like, it's a party everywhere and there's people everywhere. Like it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see that changing here because I've always wanted spectators in our trails, but then now it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, oh, can you guys race and not watch? <laughs> <laughs> Do you give out any type of spectator map or point people in a direction to go see of sections that you know would be fun to spectate? Uh, usually I just tell a couple of people like, oh, you guys can go to this trail or that part of the mountain. And the word spreads quick enough. Um, I'll have like uh, spectator ribbons hanging. They can kind of follow it. But for the most part, the telephone's line you know everybody just lets everybody know and they, they make it out there on their own i would like to get a spectator map it's i got a lot going on i need to designate somebody for that <laughs> um what about track walk for racers oh uh, no no track walk this year no track i like walk. that they changed that in the rules this year so i was i was i was happy to hear that it's like perfect i don't want track walk you guys got to figure it out as it comes at you I think it makes it a little more interesting. Like Erzberg, they just did that. There's no track walk this past year. And it it made it a little more uh, interesting for those guys, a little different. It was fun kind of watching them loop back around and get lost for a little bit. Where with Hawaii, it's, you know, it's, you're just in the trail, you're in the trees. So it's, you're not going to take the wrong turn here or there. You won't get as lost like that. Right. But it, it, I like it without track walk. Yeah. So you got riders meeting day before. Yep. Kind of going over everything and then one start Saturday and right into it. Yep. Riders meeting with a little expo out there. I got a few guys out there. It's going to talk. I think Mark Piquetta is going to be out there. Rich Larson's going to talk. We got um, Smart Carb, I think, is going to be out there as well. They'll do a little presentation. We'll have a few other local vendors out there. Montgomery Power Sports, uh, Coila Motors will be out there um we'll also have uh dinner for the riders uh they can purchase a ticket um a couple other little things i'll be selling my wife will be out there selling some of the merchandise we got so this year um thanks to my wife she got some hats going for everybody stickers we'll have event t-shirts we still got some t-shirts from last year so we'll be selling those um and then <clears throat> we'll finish the night off with the riders meeting which is Kind of the new thing for us to do riders meeting the day before. Like Kauai has done it pretty often <clears throat> where they'll do the riders meeting the day before. So for us, we'll do it the day before and everybody go home and get hydrated. Get ready. Mm -hmm. What about the, you got some stuff leading up to the event. So I think, what is it? Cody and Rich are doing a clinic. Yeah. Rich is the, Rich's clinic sold out really quick. Um, if I can remember correctly, it was Wednesday, might be Thursday. Um, Rich will be doing one. Um, I believe Cody is doing one. Um, 
and Max is doing a clinic as well. I know Cody and Max for sure already are, are doing clinics on Kauai, so that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, those that's guys. one. Yeah. I think I was looking at those paired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's good. Um, the talent there is just amazing, especially with the youth riders that are coming up. So it's really, really nice to be able to get get some one on one training for those guys out there <clears throat> because it's it is tough just for Hawaii in general just to get any kind of training and all the clinics have been on Oahu. So it's it's kind of a bummer to not to see it where those guys can't get anything for themselves other than just watching the videos online. <clears throat> How's the sport in general, the hard enduro sport? Mm. Um, as far as toughness here or no, I know I'm, I'm sure that not that part, more just the growth and excitement around it. Cause I know at least here in the States, it's just continuing to grow. You know, people are more and more into it. And so I was curious if it was the same over there or more like a hair scramble, hair and hound type thing. Um, it's funny, actually, it seems like COVID brought more people into the sport. It's kind of funny to say that, like, anytime you talk about COVID, it's like a negative thing, like, oh, COVID ruined this and COVID ruined that. But when COVID was happening, like, you couldn't even find a bike to buy because it was just, it was crazy. And there's, there's tons of people that are riding right now. And now you can't sell a bike because everybody's got one. Um, and even i mean i i would i don't know as far as like how many people are getting attracted to hard enduro out here it's kind of something you you slowly have to get into and acquire especially out here because you you could ride a trail one day and it's dry and you'll go out the, the next week or next day and it, it drizzles just very little bit of rain and now all of a sudden this little hill you're stuck on it and the day before it was no problem hmm. so i'd say it's growing but to to lure more people into the hard and side is the slow process yeah yeah i definitely feel like i mean even over here it's like if, if you've never raced you probably don't want to make a hard and your first race ever you know, there's a lot of other races that are going to feel like a hard enduro that are not a hard enduro that are a better entry level point. And then once you mm -hmm. kind of get your foot in the door and get a feel for it, then of course, explore your options. But first time, maybe just sign up for something a little bit easier. Yeah, that's, that's actually fine. Now I think about it last year. So we had, um, we had the series racers and then we had the non-series racers. So it was ran through um, our association, Hawaii Motorsports Association. And those, the, the non-series racers are more for like the entry level guys, the guys that are just getting into it, like families and things like that. Or, you know, like the older gentlemen that got into it or older moms that got into it a little later. They accidentally got mixed up with the series race <laughs> and they thought it was supposed to be something easy. And they started the race and they're just tossed into like the lion's pit. <laughs> and I felt bad. I was like, oh, I did my best I could explaining that. But, you know, I had a good group of sweepers out there. They pulled their bikes out. They got them to the right course and was like, just head that way. You know, you'll have fun over there. 
and we'll we'll deal with like the refunds later. <laughs> there is even some people that signed up for the series race that had no clue what they're getting into, but they wanted to do the series race. And you no, know, we we pulled them out. We wanted them to stay around, stick around the sports, and we put them into the non-series side. Just let them let them have fun there. Yeah. Had to do a little bit of saving on that. Nice. Yeah, what about all the boys and girls coming over and crushing mainland events? I mean, we were kind of talking before we started, but you guys are putting yeah. up a good showing. Man, 2023 for the Hawaiians. We, I don't think it's a secret anymore. Usually no. it's a, we have like one Hawaiian out there, two Hawaiians out there, and people, they don't know who we are. And they're like, well, these guys are doing great. But now I think like Donner, I think Donner, um, where else? Uh, Idaho. I'm pretty sure if there was a Hawaiian in that class, they're on the podium. So I think like Idaho, we took all but like two classes. We took a we took a podium on all but two classes. I, I might be wrong on that. And those two classes is just because we didn't have anybody racing those classes. <laughs> So I think like one was like pro women's. We didn't have anybody racing that at that, you know, over there. Like so far I'm waiting for it. We haven't had an all Hawaiian sweep on a podium. We've had like first and third, second and third, or first and second, but I'm waiting for it. We're going to get it, man. We got to get an all Hawaiian <laughs> sweep. We got to get more people out there. Yeah, nice. What about, what about the get home? more of the savages out there. Yeah, what about maybe having that happen at the home turf? Ah, that ain't too bad. <laughs> we gotta, what I, I want to see on the home turf is, I mean, even like last year, um, like like Ryder Guest was actually starting to nip at at um, Colton's heels a little bit. Him and him and uh, Colton Haker were kind of getting a little battle going on, just because Ryder knows the terrain so well, and then unfortunately he he got a flat tire and then he couldn't really reel him back in but we were looking at the lap times and we we're like oh he might he might get him he might at least get up onto his tire because they're pretty close and every now and then he'd kind of drop a second or two here and there yeah and then i mean yeah we got we got good talent like kana kana's been doing good too so kana boy um just moved out of the amateurs up to the pro he Kind of had a mishap out there at King of the Moto on, on the qualifying day. He started, which put him on the main day, starting dead last. Ooh. And then pushed, I think he pushed up all the way to 16th overall from, he started in the very last row. Wow. And I believe him all the way up to 16th overall. So what I want to see is our local boys starting to um, chip away a little more at, <clears throat> at these factory guys. Yeah. Which I think. I think we can do it, man. But, I mean, at least on the on the home turf, I think we can. You got any predictions this year? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Boys are on. <laughs> Boys are on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wanna. I I got the one award. I, I call it um. It's called the KLE award. So that that translates to the chief. Last year, Ryder Guest took that, so I, I keep teasing him every time I talk. Oh, what's up, Chief? How you doing, Chief? <laughs> so it's just the fastest local. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's it. I want to see who takes that. See if see if uh, Ryder continues his his ways with that trophy. If Kana takes it, we got Covello. 
And we got like the, the guy, the older riders, <laughs> not not old, but you know, like my brothers is one guy out there. He's only a year older than me. He ain't old, but he's still trying to hang on to his 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 uh whatever bits he got left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a, a sprint race out here. We had a sprint race out here a couple months back, and Connor and my brother were just sitting on each other's tires the entire race. Like they, they didn't let each other out of their sights. I think it was a three hour race. And uh, my brother had him all the way to the very last lap. I think Connor got in front of him at like the gas check or something. And it was just game on from there. And Connor ended up taking it. So kind of, dethrone the champ on that one a little bit but you know so brother's trying to hold on to the hold on to his his uh what what he has left of it before the, these young bucks come through but then we also got like the Satterfields you know those guys are they came through and they've, they've been so dominant for so long up here especially on Kauai all those races they're just the Omal boys and they know it you know and then wouldn't mind seeing other guys like uh, Travis Talbot. He hasn't come to Oahu in a long time for a race, but that he's he's another one. He's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing in the mainland. He's just he's just natural, just Hawaiian beast, <laughs> just just built thick. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him out there in the mainland taking taking some names. Nice. I remember hearing from just various people throughout the after the race last year about just dehydrated yeah you got any tips for people out there well this year i have a water sponsor <laughs> so i felt so, so bad last year i i did have water last year something fell through you know i mean sorry about that you know but yeah that's that's something i heard is like guys are coming in on some checks and they're just like i need need water <laughs> like here sorry you know like I, I think i had one i i was at one of the checks and i was holding two water bottles in my hand and corridor funder came down and i was actually sipping on it because i was kind of tired <laughs> he comes down <laughs> he skids just snatches the water bottle out of my hand just pumps it down his face and grabs the next one i'm just like yeah hey yeah man take it cool <laughs> i felt terrible though it was like I was, I was running around doing all I could to try to get those guys hydrated. But at, at the end of the day, you, you kind of are responsible for your own hydration. I, I don't want to sound, you know, too, too mean about that. But some guys are going out there without even having a camel pack or anything on or a hydration right. pack. Totally. So, you know, we're all responsible for ourselves. I do have water. You guys will have water at the gas checks this year. <laughs> Or at all um, scanning checks, you guys will have water. So I apologize. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah just... I wasn't even honestly thinking of that point. I was just in general, you know, like where are you going to be able to have, you know, make sure you got ample water at your gas stop because you'll be in that clover setup, right? You'll be coming back every, well, time wise will be different for everybody, but you'll have an opportunity mm -hmm. to have water there that yeah. you bring or you provide either way, refill. Get, make sure to have your electrolytes and all that stuff some food yeah. yeah yeah so at least at the the gas check or mechanics area um when you come in please just have yeah have your own water have your own little snacks and things like that just provide for yourself 
in, because you could pull up and all the water is already gone because everybody else was drinking it. So uh, right. it it'd be unfortunate that we ran out and you're you're left with nothing, you know. So just take care of yourselves, you know, like everyday life. But yeah, um, please bring out here um, and snacks and poi. That's what we got. <laughs> Yeah, we got a, we got a staple food out here called poi. So yeah, what's poi? That's more of a. Uh, it's a it's a root actually, and it grows in in a taro patch, kind of like a mud patch. You pull this plant out of the ground, you harvest it, and you smash it up, and it turns into like a paste. And it's actually a superfood. It's actually one of the uh, best superfoods on the planet. That. A lot of people don't know about but it's our secret we're gonna keep it here don't take it <laughs> but yeah poi is good for you got a lot of fiber and and everything else it's a, it's a slow burning carb like a starchy carb yeah yeah that's what i i uh, i'll eat that the day before the race that and pasta there you go <clears throat> um how many checks out on the course that's a secret it's the hawaiian secret um but we have um <laughs> we'll have um as many um scanning guns that the series um provides i'll be using all of them and then i'll also have um uh observation checkpoints so it's just people tallying your numbers you won't get us you won't get scanned there they'll just write you down and then um i i hired a soccer team who's doing a, a fundraiser <laughs> so that's who who my scorekeepers will be or my, my checkpoint guys will be is a soccer team youth they're all in high school um but they'll they'll check you guys off nice well any um other things you can think of you want to hit on Mm. yeah the, don't start training today if it's too late it's too late, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> too late no just it's um good luck to the Kauai boys out there the, the guys who are, are putting on that event um garden Island motorcycle club and bertram and all those guys they've been working hard um rocco's out there is their trail master this year and thanks to all my guys who's been out there slaving away, trying to get all the last bits put together. Um, big thanks to all of our sponsors that are helping. A lot of a lot of people stepped in this year to help out. The list is like I got to read my phone to to tell you who's who's sponsoring it. I mean, obviously we got IRC is is here though. Um, Ah, there's a there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes effort this year. There's a, there's a lot of people that jumped in to make to make this one happen. Just because it's a it's a heron hound, or it's like what Hawaiian, what our Hawaiian style heron hound. Um, I know the mainland guys they hear heron hound. It's more of a desert thing, but ours is it's still point to point. But being that it's a heron hound, it needed a little more uh, help this year, just because it's a longer course. 
there's a lot more involved. And then traditionally, we like to cut brand new trails for heron hounds. Majority is brand new trails. So it's just a lot more involved with it. So just big thanks to everybody that stepped up. There's some guys that only came out there who are only able to come out once to help cut. There's some guys who have been taking off of work and cutting and sacrificing a lot of their their time away from their family and things like that. So just big appreciation to all those guys. Thank you to my wife for uh, just manning the ship for now while I'm, I'm gone most of the time out in the mountain, taking the kids to school and to, to practice and all that. So it's a big, big burden, big task with a lot involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely no small undertaking. Yeah. I, I think, think uh, yeah, I think Hawaii, I'm not exactly sure. I think we're, we're probably the most labor intensive, uh, stop in the series as far as trail cutting goes just because everything grows back so quickly here. I start cutting a trail. We usually start six months out with cutting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just, just the vegetation. That's why, how quickly things grow and I'll cut a whole trail. I'll come back in five months and it looks like we didn't do any work at all. I mean, you can see the difference, but it's like, it just grows back so quick. It's, it's kind of crazy, but then I can go in a trail. Like I went on a trail that has been closed for uh, eight years. No one even knows about it. And it thing is still pristine, like barely anything grew. So I don't know. It's weird. That's kind of the cool thing too, with this year, um, with, uh, with one of my friends, Jeremy, who's been helping, He's like, yeah, I got this one trail. Nobody rides it. I close it off. Let's go check it out. So the last time it was ridden was like in 2004. So it's not it's not a brand new trail, but nobody rides it. So everybody's going to think it's a brand new trail. <laughs> we kind of, we score on that, that side of it. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff, stuff we cut in here, it, it lasts for quite a while before it looks like it hasn't been ridden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a, it's it's kind of funny to it's a desert race and then jungle and then back to a desert race. It's it's pretty funny. It's we we struggle with cutting, whereas the desert races don't. I'm like, man, they got it so easy. They don't have to cut any trails. And then I look at it, it's like, yeah, but then I struggle with having to ribbon like I was out there grinding stone last year. It's like, I would hate having to mark this course and keep everybody in the on course and you know hoping everybody's honest and not cheat or whatever it is you know right. like having to deal with um like the, the course markings breaking and things like that like for us it's pretty easy you just hang the ribbon we, we just go with the rule of ribbons on the right hang the ribbons on trees and the worst we got to worry about is like the wind blows and just get wrapped around a tree right but, to have to constantly go around and make sure that the uh, course markings aren't broken is that's pretty tough. So I give it to those guys for having their their system down. Yeah, yeah, grinding's definitely unique in that in that manner. I mean, what do you attach the ribbon to? You know, it's like oh, we got to drill through the rock to put rebar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, know. I was talking with um Checker last year. I was out there. I was I was helping him. Um, Marked our course a little bit and I was like, okay, well, what do I tie this to? And he's like, oh, okay, so you're gonna take this staple gun 
and you see that rock over there, you're going to staple it to the rock. I was like, what? It <laughs> makes no sense. And then there's like long sections where you don't even have rocks. It's just sand. He's like, all right, now we're going to take this, this dog bag and we're going to put dirt in it and rocks and just put it on the ground. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, it was so confusing to me. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But yeah. it works. So it's crazy. And then I learned something from that because randomly we'll have stretches here where it's just a red dirt area. And I never knew how to ribbon it. So now I just use dog bags too. And just colored dog bags, just put it on the ground. <laughs> Pretty cool. Thanks, Grinding Stone. Yeah, nice. Are you going to come back over this way after um, this next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan to go up there. Um, me and my wife are gonna go check it out again. Um, we actually, we might have the kids with this one, make a little family trip out of it. But yeah, we'll, we'll be out there, kind of um, see how things are. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we got my, we have Donner coming up, so we got my son. I'll take my son up there. Um, he raced it last year. He had lots of fun. He did the hill climb. He ended up winning the hill climb, so I was all pumped nice. on that for, for his age group. So, yeah, we'll be up at Grinding Stone, and we'll be up at Donner. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. Well, yeah, I wish you the best of luck and great event and have a lot of fun. Nah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully one of these days, one of these years, we'll make it over there. I was hoping. Yeah, just gonna say that you gotta come out here one of these days. Now find out what it's like. Find out what what new traction is like. I know it would be a lot of fun. We we thought it was gonna happen this year, honestly, and then yeah, just couldn't swing it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. The Hawaiians understand how hard it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's another thing. Actually, let's touch on that a little bit, man. It's like um, it's hard for us <laughs> um, to to fly out. I mean, if we want to race anywhere else, then our, you know, then our like here, if we want to go race somewhere else, we have to fly out just to Kauai, you know, on another island. You got to rent cars and all of that, so it's expensive just to stay in Hawaii and race. And with Oahu, we used to have like three races a year. Now it's kind of dwindled down to to one, which is which is this event. Um, a few months ago, we had a guy step up. He put on a race. I'm, I'm kind of I, I wouldn't mind seeing more people coming out to the sport and also putting on races because the way I see it is, if we can do that good or do as good as we're doing right now in the mainland and all we can do is race once a year what happens when we have more races here and our youth riders start growing a better mentality towards when to switch on and off that race mindset so like the mainland guys it's a little i I don't know i maybe i speaking too much on it but it's easier to just get to a race maybe you have to drive a few hours but you you have more options to just take on a race and, and be in that race mode, that race mindset. And it's a yeah. little cheaper. So locally, if we can get more people to put on events for our youth and, and see how much more we can advance in racing because we're, we're progressing you learn so much from just a single race that 
if we can have more of it, how much better could we do in the mainland? That's a little call out for everybody here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, travels as far as driving, you know, here in the States and stuff, yeah. sure, it adds up and takes its toll, but it's completely different than having to ship a bike, fly, rent a car, get an Airbnb or figure some other yeah. place out to yeah. stay. Like it adds a whole nother level and expense that, yeah, just makes it a lot more challenging. Yeah. It's like now it's like guys are talking about having two or three bikes that live here. You know, we, oh, I need my bike in the mainland. I need my bike here. And now it's like you ship your bike to Kauai. Now you just don't have, or even the Kauai guys shipping their bikes here. Now you don't have a bike to just kind of keep your training regiment going for that week. It's gone. Right. So like, it's like, oh, it's, it's 10 grand for a decent bike these days. Whereas 10 grand before it was a brand new bike. So how do you kind of just manage it all? And do you buy a, a mobile home up there and you drive that around? It, yeah. A lot of logistics. It's very expensive. And like I, I did a podcast not too long ago um, with, uh, oh, I can't remember their names. You know, they're down here for uh, Labor Day on Kauai. And I was kind of touching on like, I'm wanting to start a nonprofit and and build sponsors and things like that take that money and then put it back towards whoever is racing in the mainland i kind of more nice. want it for the youth youth racers um and put it towards them but there's you know guys that aren't youth racers who still need like like kana you know he, he's not a youth anymore but to just put it back to them and find ways to help out our local guys because once it gets too expensive we're not going to be there anymore. You know, I mean, you'll get new guys to come up, but it, it'll be a shame to see like Connor or Covello and those guys just like, I want to race. I'm doing good, but I don't have any more money. You know, right? And people are only going to want to keep buying banana bread from you for so long <laughs> or, or whatever it is, your fundraising, you know? Right. It, so it's tough. I mean, if we could, find another way like that nonprofit that I want to start, find another way to just generate some kind of uh, a kitty for it, from it, you know, other uh, sponsors, industry guys or manufacturers, if they're willing to help us out and get us to make it out there, you know, we're always making a, a big charge right now. And we're, we're clearly we're not, um, here just for the entertainment purposes we're we're here to to make a statement and the statement's very well made yeah yeah no it's awesome it's great to see um yeah super excited for this year and again best of luck this coming week i mean i think we'll get this out hopefully friday so it'll be exhibition weekend and then main race a week later yeah 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 it'll be fun Right on. Well, really appreciate coming on and telling us all about it. And good yeah, luck. thank you for having me on, and and uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we gotta bring bring more of the the Euro guys out here too. Yeah, I know there's a bit good talk with those guys all wanting to come out. You know, we got all the mainline guys 
coming out, still want to come out. So we got. I want to put a little pressure on the manufacturers. Come on, let's go. This is where everybody wants to be. Toy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you're at work and you're on vacation at the same time in Toy. <laughs> let's go. Everybody wants to be here. Yeah. No, it'd be really cool to see some of those boys come over and get after it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be neat. All right. Well, again, thanks for coming on and yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Right on.